Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Rant Much, a podcast for black girls who talk too much. As you guys know, we're in the middle of a very, very special series. Last week, you guys got to hear Naya and her mom jump on the mic and have a really cool conversation. And this week, it's my turn, and I have my wonderful mother here with me today. (laughs) Hey, mom, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, a little bit nervous, but I'm fine. <laughs> it's going to be great. Don't worry. Okay. Don't stress. It's just a conversation. So don't use your phone voice. Don't use a white lady voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you know, our moms have the phone voice, guys. The hello. Yes, this is Mrs. Nawani. <laughs> so mom, please just be you. Be natural. Yeah, be natural. So the question we asked before we start the episode is... Um, if the past week of your life was a chapter in your book, what would you call it and why? That's just us checking in. The past week? Yeah, the past week. Jeez. Um, this past week has been very exhausting. Yeah. Um, it's It's been just emotionally uh, and mentally draining. Mm-hmm. So if it were to be in a chapter of a book, it would probably be about mental exhaustion (laughs) yeah so yeah it's it's just been one of those horrible horrible weeks but here we are and you've taken a few days off this week so that's cool and that's why we are able to record my mom is a very busy woman like that but between her full-time job she is a final year student psychology psychology student she's about to graduate we're so excited (laughs) Um, so yeah, my mom does a lot. Um, so she's always exhausted. So this is the only time we really got to record. Um, my week has been really good. As you guys know, I shared last week that I caught COVID and I was recovering and I am out of isolation, which is amazing. And I'm also preparing to move. So my room is full of boxes and I'm ready to get out and get into my own space, which is so exciting. Um, I know my mom's gonna miss me a lot. She's gonna miss me a lot. Cause are you working? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But anyways, guys, as you know, we are in the middle of our series called the X Files Black Woman Edition. We are talking all things Black women, who we are, what makes us tick. Um, and this week we decided that conversations with our moms are very, very important. I think just as women, as girl children, it's so important for us to have those kinds of relationships with our moms. Naya and I really hold our relationships with our moms to a very high esteem. My mom hates when I say she's my friend. She's my bestie. Mm. But you know what? I don't care because you're my bestie. No. My mom mom is definitely one of those, I am your mother. I'm not your friend. I am your mother. But we do have a lot of friend moments, you know? Yeah between we do of course but (laughs) this relationship is defined it's a mother and daughter relationship so 
that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. So we're just going to go into talking about where our mothers, you know, draw their strength from what it's like to be a black mom, particularly to a girl child. Um, I am a firstborn, so I think that does hold some sort of weight. Um, but yeah, let's go into it. So my first question is, before you were became a mother or found out you were going to be a mother, what were your ideas about motherhood? And were you ready for it? Like when you found out you were pregnant, were you ready? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> yeah. I was young and obviously it was a surprise, you know. Um, and it was very scary. Mm. The journey itself was extremely scary. Um, I think I've always thought I'd have, you know, a child um, at a certain age when I'm married mm. and, and all of those things, you know, we grow up um sort of thinking about these things and you know carving a a way in our minds that this is how it's going to happen yeah. but obviously god i think had other plans mm. um obviously i played a part in it <laughs> and you were there out there <laughs> i did things <laughs> and boom you know so it was very scary i'm not gonna lie i didn't have any uh preconceived ideas in terms of how this but i knew that i would have wanted a child much later mm. but um this is what happened um and i had to embrace it it was a very scary uh, journey for me mm. um and yet here we are and i, I wouldn't change a thing about it mm. my mom says that all the time as scary as it was she's like i would never go back and change the experience for anything um which is pretty cool because i think a lot of your friends have younger kids and <laughs> you're pretty much done with me. And I think, I think you mentioned this. One of your cousins said that, oh, she can't wait for her daughters to be as old as me so that, you know, they can have that kind of relationship. And it's crazy because people look at it on the, on the outside, outside. And, mm -hmm. and at the end of the journey. Yeah. And I cannot imagine what it would have been like being 19, turning 20, about to bring a life into this world. Scary, scary. Because you're a child yourself, yeah. basically. Um, you're still someone's responsibility. There is no way that um, you can do things on your own, you know, as a student, mm. <laughs> really, starting my life and the next thing, you know, here we are. Um, but having said that and looking at where we are now, looking at you, like I say, I would, I would never change it for anything. Yeah. For anything in the world. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I say it all the time now that if I were to fall, I'm 25 guys, but if I were to fall pregnant today, that's teenage pregnancy. Okay. I don't care what no, anybody it is. says. It is. <laughs> I'm a child. She's a child. I'm a child. <laughs> everyone, everyone keeps saying, oh, but Tunica, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I look way too young. Firstly, to be a grandmother. <laughs> there is no way I'm going to be a grandmother. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, but you had her when you were like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Nope. Let me tell you something, guys. I've heard all the stories. I know I know the dangers of, of it all. So I think had I fallen pregnant, it would have been, I don't even know how I would have. I say it to my mom all the time. Like, how would I even bring that to you? My mom has spent my whole life scaring me. <laughs> exactly. Scaring exactly. me. Exactly. About having a kid. And, and, and 
and it comes purely from knowing yeah what that comes with and the responsibility and how your life changes because mm. it's not long about you and that's what life taught me about me having you was that girl <laughs> life ain't about you anymore mm. you know there's this little one you need to take care of you always need to think of and it's quite daunting because you're growing up yourself at yeah. the time and you're thinking but i can't do this i'm still a child and yeah. You're like yeah you're a child with a child so <sighs> you you just you know so i've had to make a lot of um decisions based on now that i have a child yeah. i need you know to obviously i mean i used to work even in in my varsity days i used to work all my holidays i worked because mm. i needed to have extra cash i couldn't as much as my parents were there for me i needed to you know have money and be able to buy stuff for this little one mm. um so it comes with a lot of responsibility and, and i never wanted that for you yeah and thank god that you know has never happened and of course you've got couple of years because I can't be a grandma anytime soon. <laughs> it's not happening anytime soon. Don't no. worry. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> literally, I was literally telling a friend of mine the other day, like, if there's one thing I can wait for in my life, it is having kids. I, no, no, I, I could, no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, so when I know that you didn't know you were having a girl until I was actually born, because I mean, this is back in the day. And also... Like, I don't necessarily think you were, like, have those moms who had, like, ultrasounds and you find out the sex and you have, like, the support system. No. It wasn't romantic. <laughs> no. So you found out after I was born yeah. <laughs> that it was a girl. Yeah. But but I think my prayer, because remember, I grew up with four brothers yeah. and, and a sister. So there weren't any girls. It was just my sister and I. So I think my prayer was... If anything, can this child be a girl? You know. Yeah. Um, so I remember because I went under general um anesthetic. So um so I was sleeping the whole time, you know, when I had you. Um and um when I woke up, um I remember the nurse coming into the room and obviously I was just coming out of this whole thing and I looked at her and I said, What is it? And she says, It's a girl. And mm-hmm. I remember going, falling back into sleep again. Because that's all I needed to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I, I can never, you know, that moment, me asking this lady, what is it? Yeah. And she says, it's a girl. It was like, okay. I can rest. I can rest. <laughs> Job well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did what I came to I do. do. <laughs> you know, so really excited about that. Mm. Really, really excited about that. That's so interesting, actually, because my question is, you know, did you feel that it was significant for you to have a girl that, as your first child um and and were there things that you felt like yo it's a girl there are certain things i need to teach her i know i'm super afraid of having a girl child because the world is not a beautiful place for for us so that's really interesting that you would feel a relief and a a happiness to have a girl in this world yeah i I think it was more so uh or based on the fact that i had brothers and Mm. therefore i just wanted another female yeah and i think for a while, I thought you were my little plaything. Yeah. My sister can tell you. I mean, I literally held you in my arms 24-7. Till this because, day, your sister trolls you like, about that. Yeah. She's like, Tuli can't do anything on her own because she slept on her mother's chest forever. Forever. <laughs> because this was my thing, my, you know, thing to protect. Um, it's only obviously as you were growing older that that responsibility then came that, oh my gosh, mm. this is a girl child. Mm. 
you know, things happen to girls, unfortunately, in this world. And I think my biggest priority was always to protect you. Yes. I think there's so many decisions that I made that you probably um, couldn't understand and couldn't, you, you probably thought I was so uncool and all of that. <laughs> But they were all based on the fact that I'm afraid for you. Yes. I'm, I'm really afraid for you. And I want to protect you at all costs. And, 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 and I think, thank God, that you were an easy child also mm. to, to, to raise. Because, yeah, you know, things could have gone either way. Um, I think as parents, we, we try, you know, to raise our children in the best, best way that we know how. Um, but then things happen, mm. or influences come, and all of that. So, so I'm I'm grateful that even if that happened, it wasn't out of control, or or it was things that I could still manage. Mm. Um, so I would say a lot of it came out of fear. You know, I I feared for you. I feared. I mean, even when I prayed, the the prayers that I said were very specific mm. about Lord protect my child. Mm. You know, in this way and. Uh, I wouldn't want anything, you know, horrible happening to her. So, um, obviously, as you grow, as you grew older and um, things then became more relaxed, you know, um, relaxed in the sense that also you're a child that wants to engage, that's why, that wants to talk <laughs> and talk about everything and anything. She is rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a talker. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this child? She's always asking, mom, what do you think about this? What do you, you know? So also a part of it has, has forced me because you have been that child. Yeah. You're like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You're going to answer these questions. You're going to, you know, you're not going to feel my presence. Yes. You're not going to just, you know, sh shush me and or mm. shush me and, and, you know, I'm not going to go away just because you say I must go away type of thing. So that has also forced me mm. to, to really solidify our relationship the best way I know how. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I really hope um, that this, um, the journey that you and I have carved for ourselves as mother and daughter continues. Yeah. You know, that it never dies out. I, I don't think it will ever die out. Um so, yeah. Yeah. I think one thing you said at the top about protecting me is crazy because that's literally all I remember in my childhood is you protecting me. Like, my mom is the kind of mom you are not going to mess with her kids. That is one thing that is never going to happen. I grew up a chubby child. And so I always had family members commenting on my weight, saying certain things. And if I would tell my mom, oh, my word, best believe my mom is going to give you a call. She's going to sit you down. She's going to send you a message. And she's not going to appreciate what you said to her child. <laughs> you know, my mom has always protected us and always just been like such a, a protector. You know, yeah. like I think I think if there's anything that I've learned in my, in my upbringing and just I think I was telling my friend the other day, I said I could never be a mom right now because I'm being moms don't care. Do you know what I mean? M moms, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you think you are, but this is not happening right now. And you're yeah. not going to talk to my child like this <laughs> or about my child like yeah. this. And there was always a fierce protection about that. And I think you don't even know, but that seeped into me, you know? Mm. Um, and, I, and, and you say, like, I was a very talkative child and I'm not just going to do what you tell me because you tell me <laughs> to do it. But in so many ways, you taught me to be that person. Mm. You taught me to 
to be inquisitive, to ask questions, mm. to not allow people to tell me Child. to do this yeah. and that. Yeah. And then that comes back and bites you in the bum because <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do it to you. <laughs> it's almost like that thing of um, do as I say and don't do what I do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think it's one of those. It's all your fault. You <laughs> and my grandmother, that. it's all your fault. And I, they complain about my cheek. My, I like to talk You're back, driving. I like to ask questions, everything. You're driving. My driving. I swear to God, I get into a car with this child and I'm like. Uh, and copy and paste, it's her driving, guys. It's how she drives and she doesn't want to believe it. This, and I'm like. I drive like you. But I've seen it. I mean, I've seen her saying, <laughs> like, she'll be on the right and she's like, move, lady, move, move. And I'm like, oh my God. These are the things that I did. This is me. In front of my children. Yes. And now they're doing it. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I remember seeing this meme saying, sometimes when I open my mouth, my mother comes no. out. And that is me. <laughs> 100%. There were so many things I grew up saying, I will never do this. I will never be like my mother like this. And lo and behold, here I am. I am my mother. I'm my mother's Scary. daughter. Okay. Scary. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we have our very first ad coming up. So this is really exciting. So uh, hit play on the ad. Ba, 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 ba. They say April showers bring May flowers. Well, this May for Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and all your floral needs, head to Cam Flores, where flowers can be purchased online and in person right down the street from the historic Motown Museum. Bring your own vase or order from scratch. Make sure to let someone you love know how much they mean to you with Cam Florist Arrangements, located at Brazelton's Florist and camflorist.com. And we are back with the second half of the episode about how our mothers found their strength. I am joined with by my beautiful mother, over here and uh we're in the middle of the conversation so my next question is what would you have changed about your motherhood journey you know are there places that you feel you could have been a better mother um to me or to my brother actually i think um i don't know if anyone ever considers themselves a perfect mother mm. of course i've made mistakes along the way um but if there's one thing I think I sort of am proud of, of having taught you was obviously to stand up for yourself. Um, that didn't come easily for you. Mm. Um, also, like you say, with the challenges of, you know, being an overweight child mm. and how the world sees you and how, you know, um, so there are always those feelings of insecurity yes. and, and things like that. And and I think my biggest frustration was you cannot allow people to have power over Oof. you. You cannot allow people to, you know, um, dictate your feelings. Dictate your feelings. And, 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 you know, that was my biggest thing. Biggest, biggest frustration I ever had with you. And <laughs> because I, my mom is it. a Scorpio, guys. My mom doesn't care what people think. My mom can live life in isolation and be fine. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. I love people. I, I'm a, I'm, I, I just gravitate towards people and i mag magnetically attract people <laughs> so friends were important to me you know having people who liked me was important and my mother for the life of her could never understand yeah. why i would always put myself on the line for friends who in yeah. many cases i had terrible friends. <laughs> yeah, and you did you chose them very well <laughs> i had terrible friends okay and i was loyal to these people to a fault and my mom would always be like they're breaking you they're 
They don't care about you. They wouldn't do the, th- the things you're doing for them. They wouldn't do for you. And that was a huge thing with my mom. Yo, my mom really struck. I think, was that, would you say that's the hard, was the hardest part about raising it, me? It, it was. Um, it was because also knowing how strong you are because you are strong, mm. very strong-willed. When you put your mind into, into something, you, you follow through, you do it. So th- there's this one area I just couldn't get about mm. you. And I guess we're all different. We have different personalities and stuff. And it, it was the biggest frustration for me. And I, I wish, but at the same time, you know, I think of my own self and how hard I can be and how yeah. distant I can be, which is not a very good trait, you know, to have um, at times. Um, and so there's always that, you know, sort of a a, a battle in your mind. Am I doing the right thing? Okay, am I pushing her to be like me? You know, she's softer or she's this Mm. or whatever. So it's always a struggle. But I think for me, what was important, stand up for yourself. Do not allow people to trample over you. Um, And and so it it, it became very hard when I've had to have those, because I felt a part of me was like, Okay, but I've taught you these yes. things. Why are, Why are we here? going back? <laughs> Why are we here? Yeah. But I've told you. Cut yeah. people off yeah. if you have to, you know? Because that's what I do. Yeah. You know, I cut and move and God, finish. <laughs> Don't look back. Don't look back. So, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So, so, yeah, there's always, you know, that thing of, um, yeah, maybe, you know, she's not like that, but... But I think primary goal for me was I never wanted to see you hurt. Mm. What hurt you hurt me. Absolutely. So, so it, it was always about that, you know. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're getting there. Okay, slowly. I'm getting better now. You're getting better, but slowly, but you're getting there. I'm getting the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, now that I'm older, I acknowledge that I'm different to my mom in that regard with people. Um, And I think for the longest time, I felt so embarrassed about it. Like I felt embarrassed that I let people have so much power over me. I let people dictate. And my mom would always say, people are not your God, Tulisil. Mm. Do not let people dictate to you how to feel, Mm. what to think, what to do. Like live your own life. But today at 25, I'm like, okay, there are pieces of my mom I can take. Um, but there are also pieces of my softness that I appreciate mm-hmm. and that are important. It's important mm-hmm. to, to, to love and to be soft and to allow yourself to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my mom has seeped through a little bit too much because now I'm at a point where I will cut you off. And the other day you said to me, Tulisila, you can't just cut people off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember, yeah. You said you can't just cut people <laughs> off like that. Yeah. You know, there's history there. They are friends. They are, you know, people that you grew up with. And there was a friend that I recently had cut off and we'd been friends for the longest time, yeah. but I was done with the way that she was treating me and, yeah. you know, the, the very incident that we had. And I'm like, but this is what you've taught me my whole yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm applying it, but I think I need to find that medium because now yeah. I'm like ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> You're too ruthless. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was just in that, with that particular friend. Yes. That, yeah. Because there's history there. And, yeah. And, but otherwise, I mean, I don't think I'd have a problem. It's, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And also, I think if you were in the same position, you would have cut that friend off. No, <laughs> you would have cut them off. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get to, if you feel like there were places you could have been better as a mom. Um, I, I don't know uh, whether, 
there's anything specific i mean i think if um there were any places that i needed to be uh, more of a mother would revolve around i don't know having more compassion you know on on on, on certain things um maybe there were times that i may have been too hard um maybe i could have listened more mm. um and been more empathetic i mean i try i think i i'm, I'm not a not a cold heart <laughs> i wouldn't want to think that i am but yeah there are instances i mean i can't in particular think of one now um but i think i could have been more more compassionate mm. more more uh, empathetic um yeah particularly with a child like me who's sensitive who's sensitive and and, and yeah my I, ma- I think. <laughs> guys my mom was that kind of mom okay she's going to tell you the truth and she's going to tell you now yeah. <laughs> when she picks you up from school and there's a smell she is going to tell you did you put on deodorant today <laughs> it was important because you know here was my thing about it i, I always used to say truly no one is ever going to tell you the truth mm. like i would right because your friends will tell you the things that you want to hear yeah so you had to hear it from me you <laughs> even you in the harshest it, way in the harshest way like i have to tell you because your friend is going to go to another friend and say yo <laughs> Did you, you know, so... Um, Chili but, doesn't wash at no, home. They don't exactly. have water So I, I just, I just couldn't be that mother. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was really, really sensitive. And I've only very recently come to terms with the fact that I'm sensitive. I think growing up with a mom who is a little bit harder, I always felt ashamed, like I said, for being sensitive, for being softer. Um, and only recently I'm like, I'm sensitive, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> One thing about me, I'm going to cry. <laughs> But I, I definitely think the older I get, the more there's room for me with you to be that sensitive self. And I think there are also spaces where you are like, there are, there are parts of my sensitivity that you value and there are parts of it still like when I was a kid, you're like, get over it, mm, stop it. Stop. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. And I would I mean, I wouldn't change anything about you. Mm. You are the way that you're supposed to be, you know. Uh, you're caring, you're, I mean, really. There is absolutely as much as I mean she told you that she's moving out soon and I keep saying oh whatever <laughs> you're not you're not you're not moving to Cape Town she keeps saying you're not going to Cape Town you're not going to the US or the UK I mean you're here <laughs> you're like ten minutes away from me so and then, then she'll be the same person who calls me that night and be like how are you doing I miss you yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> she like to deny so, so I love that about you you know. You, you have that in you. Nothing can ever, you know, or no one can ever change you mm. when it comes to that. And I love that about you. You must never lose. I mean, in a world that is so hard, yeah. that is so scary and so evil yeah. and all of these things that happen, but you still find, you know, mm. someone like you, soft as you are. And yeah, so that's good. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate that. I learn from the best. You know, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just before we get into our last question, let's go into our last ad of the episode. All right. And we're back for the last half of our conversation with my lovely mom. Um, my last question is, what has been the greatest joy of 
having a girl child you know we acknowledge that the world is a scary place for girl children but i'm i'm sure i've brought lots of joy <laughs> no you have you have you i mean of course you're not my best friend <laughs> you're not it's the denial for me <laughs> why no, are you denying me <laughs> but having a girl child oh my goodness it's something I can never explain. Um, the fact that I can talk to you about mm-hmm. stuff. The fact that we can go shopping. The fact that, you know, like do yeah. girly stuff. That's, that's, that's been great, you know. Um, I mean, as, as, as much as I say I had you too early in my life, but God knew. Yeah. God knew I needed this little friend. <laughs> that I needed to bring along onto this earth. And he literally created you for me, mm. you know. Um, I mean, I think of the biggest decisions I've had to make in my life. Um, and for me, they were always centered around you and your yeah, brother. Yeah. You know, they were always centered about if my children are okay, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, um, there may be hard decisions, but if we're okay, we're okay. Yeah. And that's all that matters to me. I mean, to a point, I obviously have a failed marriage. <laughs> Say it like that. I always call me that. <laughs> I failed at something. I'm a failure. <laughs> We've reached the point where we can laugh about it now, guys. No, 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 <laughs> My parents are divorced <laughs> and very happy being yeah, divorced. Yeah. <laughs> No, we are. And, and, and your dad would always say, you know, if, if it was his biggest complaint that, you know, these kids. <laughs> you love these kids. You love these kids. Too you damn much. It's too much. You know, it's almost like it's, it's fine if something happens to me, but not my children. But um, really, that, that's what it is. I think, and I, and I believe this to the core, that the only, not really the only, but one of the, you know, I would say purpose that God brought me to this earth for was to be a mother mm. and to be a mother to my children. And they, they are literally my biggest accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have been that model child for me, yeah. you know, and, and, and unfortunately, I mean, my friends know this and they'll be like, Oh, how I wish my child could be like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, she's, I mean, She's she's a great child. She's got her faults and she's all of got that. Her things. She's got her things, but honestly, she she has just been the best. Yeah. She I've never had to run behind her and say do this, do that. Mm. Your schoolwork, your this, your that. You you've just excelled in life and, and done things and and for me that has brought me so much joy. Yeah. So much, so much joy. And I know that I mean, you're just going to soar in life. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, we were saying this this morning. We were like, it's just a matter of time. That things are just going to start unfolding and become even much more brighter. So, yeah. That's amazing. Thanks, mom. I mean, I think I tell my mom this all the time. Like, I always feel like at a certain point in my childhood, I was very mediocre until I reached a certain point in high school that I decided, you know what? I think I want to be great. 
And I just excelled and I soared because I decided that I want to be great. I want to beat this girl named Megan Walker. And oh, thank God she for can, Megan. Thank God for Megan Walker because if she didn't leave the school, <laughs> I would not have gotten the academic yeah. accolades I got because that girl was unbeatable. When she left the school, I said, this is my time. <laughs> and that was about grade 10. And I, I think that's when I realized that like, making my parents proud is such an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. And I nailed myself to the cross of perfection. No, I'm not a perfect child. I have my things, like you said. Um, but I think I nailed myself to this cross of, I can't fail. I can't be mediocre. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, not be the one who's called for this award or that award that sometimes when I did fail or when I didn't quite reach the mark, like I got deputy head girl instead of head girl. You know, those things really crushed me. And I don't even think, when I think about it now in my mature mind, it wasn't even my parents saying, you must be great, you must be this. I think it would have been cool either way. But I think when I started winning, it felt good. And my parents really felt good about that. And to see the look on their faces and to see how proud I could make you made me addicted to that feeling. So when I do fail or when I don't reach my capabilities, like, you know, with me moving into a place I don't really want with all my heart, that's one of the things that I'm like, ah, I wonder if I've disappointed them. Ah, I wonder if they wish I could have gotten more. And I know that, I know y'all don't think like that, but you know, Mm -hmm. there came a certain point where excellence was expected from me. (laughs) No. It was expected. Yeah, because that's what you did, you know, and and like you say, you made us, I mean, I know when I attended um, awards evenings or whatever, and my child gets called onto the stage like 10 times, (laughs) yeah, that's my baby, you know, so yes, it's it's a good feeling, you know, you you really want to see your child up there and all of that, but it was never, I don't think, um, you know, we really pressured you into it but yes it became an expectation i'm not gonna lie it became an expectation because that's what that's what you did yeah this is what you 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 showed us that you were you know capable of doing this and therefore you know and why are you not doing it this time (laughs) yeah i mean i have a bonus question which naya actually asked her mom which i think was such a great question um but this is the last one for real um if you could go back to Utami at 19, just found out that she's, you know, she's pregnant, um, scared as she was, what would you tell her today? Like what you know now, what would you tell 19 year old Utami back then? That it's gonna be okay. Um, of course, at the time, nothing makes sense because you're young, you're scared and you're you know, yeah, you're confused, you know, what's happening. I think if I were to go back and tell her um, anything, it would be that, that it would be okay. Mm. Um, I think, you know, growing up, obviously, um, having a child out of wedlock is, I mean, society defines it as, it's a disgrace. The worst and thing the you worst could thing ever, ever be. Yeah. Do or, or, or whatever. And 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 yes you get to learn why that is because obviously you're not in a position to take care of this child mm. you're not in a position to 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 fend for them and to you know um take care of them in in, in, in any way because you're a child yourself um but i think i would just tell her that one thing that it is it is going to be okay 
um, you could you know you can still dream you can still achieve mm. you can still because when I look at 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 obviously where I was at the time to where I am today I'm like I still made it mm. you know I still got out I still went to school I finished yeah. I managed to even get back to school yeah um, so it became okay and and I wish she knew that and and she I mean she was so scared mm. she was terrified she literally cried the entire pregnancy yeah and there's one thing that i would have wished for her that it wasn't that much of a burden for her mm. um yeah yeah that's, that's pretty deep i mean i always say like you went through so much with your pregnancy if i were to fall pregnant i mean you need to be better you know you can't do give me the same pressures that you got you know, and my mom does not play that game. Mom was like, I will absolutely shame you. <laughs> I will absolutely kick you out. <laughs> I will absolutely not be okay with it. And I'm like, but mom, but you, you went through all of that. So I wouldn't have, she's like, no, I didn't spend 25 no, years yeah. scaring you into not having a child for you to go do the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And my, my job wasn't done yeah. well at all. No, I don't think, I think you would love the child eventually, but I don't think you, you know, you have those moms that are just like, okay, I love the child regardless. I think it will take you a minute yeah, to accept <laughs> if that ever did happen. And and it's purely based on the fact that I think there's a lot that you, you still want to do for yourself. Yes. And, and I want that for you. You know, I want you to travel the world. I want you to have all of these things, all of these dreams that I dreamt of. Um and which i know you want for yourself so like yes you know, i want them for you um and so hence i always used to even say to you when you were younger that today there'll always be time for boys always be time for bo my mom was like, like leave boys can you leave boys alone <laughs> there will be time for boys i mean i wasn't boy crazy though no you weren't but and they were like boys who liked me and expressed interest in me and i would tell you because i was always about open and honest open honesty which you hated and i hated it <laughs> i was like why are we doing my boys now why but at the same time i think it was my responsibility to open up also yeah. and not allow you to hear these things from friends and yes all that. um so yeah you know um I think that's what I want for you. That's what I wanted to say now. That I, I want you to experience... Because when you're a mother, you're a mother. Yeah. You can't sort of uh, delegate that to anybody else. can't switch it off. You can't switch it off. You can't take them back. You can't take them back. <laughs> you can't. There. It's pretty fine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You, you sort of need to be you know, fully engaged in that. So, hence I'm saying, follow your dreams, girl. Yeah. That time will come. Live your life. Live your life. Because <laughs> yeah. you know this mama ain't gonna be babies with no grandchildren. My mother is not going to be a grandmother. Like, <laughs> no. that's for sure. She's not, yeah. not, not, you know, mothers who like to do that. Oh, I'm a glamour. No. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Don't worry, my mama. Take my time. Don't worry. <laughs> well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for making the time, mom. This is cool. When she first got out behind the mic, she was like, where's the camera? Isn't this a YouTube channel? <laughs> no, I really didn't know. She was like, isn't this a YouTube channel? Yeah, I forgot the podcast. I was like, mm, 
okay. My mom doesn't know what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she really doesn't. She just supports it. I don't know what it is really, but I'm going to support you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I have to explain to my friends when they're like, what does she do? What is a podcast? <laughs> yeah, what does she do? And I'm like, oh my God. But it's fine. She's my child. She's made me proud. I don't care. <laughs> no, she does a really good job at supporting me, even when she doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you so much for joining me, mom. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I literally had the time of my life chatting with my mom and it's so cool to let you guys in on my relationship with my mom and how important that is to me. This is literally how we talk all the time. Um, you know, besides when we are gossiping. <laughs> but otherwise, this is just a window into... You guys who follow me on Instagram always are like, your mom is so great, your mom is so cool. Yes, guys, this is her. <laughs> there she is. Thanks for listening, guys. See you again next week. Bye.